dead deer's voice. Welcome to the 573 Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ebers. Co-host, Austin Carter. <laughs> Co-host, Casey Kimry. Co-host, Nick Scott. Starting off strong for the Barstool Bucks <laughs> Strategies Segment 4, I believe. And I think this one is going to top all of the last ones because we actually have killed some deer this time. So <laughs> We got yeah. some shit to talk about. Yeah, we so. got some stuff. Got some deer down. Yep. So, um... Pretty much, we're going to talk about those stories, kind of the strategies leading from the last time that we were uh, on the podcast in late October until now, and then maybe some strategies moving forward here in the next week or two and what we should be doing. So it's an action-packed episode, a lot of good information, a lot of great conversation, still that deer camp vibe. So hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. All right, we are rolling, and before we jump into this episode, we wanted to do a little bit of a shout-out with the 573 locals who have been getting it done here in uh, the last few weeks since our last episode. So, Carter, you're going to take it away and kind of read off some of the names, whether it's Bo or Gunn, and uh, shout-out to those guys and gals for getting it done. Yeah, we got uh, quite the list here from last podcast. The 573's been putting some down. Uh, Samantha Ebers got a good one with her gun. Uh, husband Steven was there. Nick Joles shot a, a giant. Steve just showed me a picture of that one. Uh, Aiden Fortman uh, doubled up. He got a doe and a buck that day. Uh, Cole Finley uh, got one with his bow. Austin Bowes, um, good buddy, he shot one with his bow. Brady Lichtenberg uh, just got his tonight. Uh, got a gun buck. And then Luther, since we've last talked, he got one with his gun and a bow. Uh, Brett Wilkerson is tagged out. Uh, he shot another one with his bow tonight. Andrew Gaines, Trent Brashear, Schmitty, and Clayton uh, all had good luck uh, this opening weekend. Adam Sullivan also did. Uh, Braden Harris, uh, you said it was an 18-point, right? Yep, 18-pointer. Shout out to my boy. Nice, <laughs> nice job, buddy. Uh, Clint Elmore uh, got one on the uh, managed hunt at Whetstone. And then Brandon Carter also uh, got a really nice one with his bow right before uh, gun season rolled around. So great job, guys and gals. Yeah, congratulations to all you guys. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome quite shit. the list for our small local community. So been doing good. Oh, Hopefully yeah. uh, we can add to that list here in a couple weeks when we do another episode. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump into this one. Been a good year, buddy. I can't believe it happened. Well, fellas, we are back in doing a podcast. It seems like it's been forever, but we've been hunting hard the last three weeks, and, you know, there's a lot to say in this episode, and I'm, we're going to try to cover it all, and I don't think we're going to be able to cover it all, but we're going to do our best because be we've had a lot of success, a lot of hunting stories, and I'm, I personally uh, am a little jealous of Carter and Kimry, because uh, you boys are already tagged out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, put the horns laying on the table in front of us. Exactly. Uh, pretty good seat right here. Yeah. <laughs> Happy as can be. Yep. Well, guys, um, I think we should start this episode off just kind of going back to where we left off 
at the end of October, I think. Our last episode was around October 27th, something like that. Yeah, yeah right before yeah. Halloween, Halloween, I think. Was yeah. it? Yeah. It was a day or two before because I was like, I killed my 190 on like the 27th or Seventh? something yeah. like yep, that. Yeah, it was the 27th. I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right because, yeah, it was like the week before I was supposed to go start my vacation. So that would be that would be right somewhere right in there. And then you were headed up north that weekend. I was headed up north that weekend, yeah, Halloween weekend. We always kind of make a, we call it, well, I thought I was wearing that shirt, four dudes chasing tail. Uh, <laughs> Halloween like weekend is always our, our go-to up there. Uh, kind of got, wasn't quite as what it normally is this year, but it was still good. Ended up actually, I got a doe that weekend, so that was cool. And then the neighbor up there shot a buck, a nice eight-pointer, so I got to help him track it that weekend too. Uh, so that was, we had a pretty good weekend. And then Dakota, one of our buddies, one of the, four of us he shot a buck and a doe friday night we had that really good cold front uh that friday night uh, yeah it was friday night and then i got up there and we helped him track it but more importantly he saw the giant that night uh right after he shot that buck and he was like boys the giant's 40 yards away it's like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) so uh we did get a daylight sighting of that deer but nobody else has seen him, and we've, we've had him on camera in daylight since then too. But nobody else has seen him or or shot him. So is that the one that Luther was? That's the one. Yeah, of? we all hunted him hard Halloween weekend, weekend, and then when we went back. Luther pulled cameras. I pulled cameras when I hunted the stand that we knew about him at. Had him on daylight there. Luther pulled a camera and seen him. He was in daylight at that camera too, uh, and that's only a couple hundred yards apart. And then Dakota was on a spot we don't we don't even have cameras over there, but it's just kind of a travel, um, the total opposite direction. And he's seen him in daylight there, so we knew he was making a, a pretty big loop. And the neighbor had him on camera too, um, so we knew he was in there. And we we gave her hell, but no, nobody's <laughs> seen him that weekend, besides from D on that Friday. Uh, so. He's st- still up there. But. Yeah, I mentioned to you guys after the podcast that, that I was going to be killing a buck that week. I was I was sure of it because, I don't know if you remember, Casey, we did a podcast over the summertime, and mm-hmm. I had mentioned that, you know, my if I was going to take a rutcation, it would be between August 25th and August 31st. That just seems to be... My favorite time of the year to hunt October. mature bucks. Did I say August? You said August. Shoot, that's when we did the podcast. Well, yeah, that's the best that's time like, to go. Nobody a, else is putting pressure. Yeah. <laughs> that's the speed goat, right? The velvet yourself. bucks there. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, October twenty fifth to October thirty first. Yeah. And I told you guys after the podcast, we were drinking and BSing a little bit, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it done this weekend," and. Things did not go according to plan. <laughs> However, I did have an awesome encounter with a buck that I don't have a lot of history with. Um, nicknamed, I know this is pretty creative, but I nicknamed him the Big Eight because he's a really big eight. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys uh, also watch our YouTube, but that episode is already out where um, that hunt took place. But basically during that time uh, of the year, w- my goal is to hunt near doe bedding around fresh scrapes. I mean, that seems to be the ticket that time of the year. 
Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you guys say? Yep. Yeah, yeah, agree. absolutely. If you've got them, that's where I'd be. Yeah. So, fortunately for me, with that short history, I had several trail cam photos of this big eight at nighttime. But he was close. You know, he it was like 4.30, 5.30 when he was coming through. And I knew a matter of time he'd show up in daylight. And and for all I know, you are only got one camera's intel. So mm-hmm. he could have been showing up daylight long before that, just not passing by the camera in daylight. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. just happens, you know. You, you rely so much, and, and we've talked about this just yeah. chatting back and forth how much – just recently, you know, we were talking <laughs> yeah. about. I rely too much on cameras sometimes, and I think that we can all get be, pulled into that. Yeah. I think it just happens. It's I think just, they give you a false hope and then false negativity too. Exactly, you know? they do. You know, oh my gosh, he didn't show up on the camera today, and yeah. it's like, well, he might have walked fifty yards from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he might have yeah. walked a hundred yards from the camera. This buck, if it wasn't this buck, it was another nice buck. Saturday night walked, should have got his picture taken, and that's why I was going to check the camera. Yeah to see what it was didn't get a picture of a deer and it walked in front of that camera yeah and i'm like well cool how many other deer does it miss you know what i mean (laughs) absolutely and i haven't had a picture of them all all year so it's like well okay (laughs) (laughs) but that is a testament to what we're talking about is that you can kill big deer and they might not show up on your camera exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so this particular buck had been showing up on my camera just not daylight and this particular spot is about five acres so it just happens to be the right five acres on this ridge where doe bedding lies mm-hmm. and of course usually every year you get a few scrapes and around the end of october a decent buck or two will come through that area so i was playing those odds that the big eight was going to show up so on october 30th i dove in there on that morning and i got a glimpse of him and then i had to go to work so Snuck out of there, pulled my set because I really wasn't sure if I was going to go back in there in the afternoon because all my pictures had been right there by morning. But work took forever and uh, ended up getting out of there late. That happens to be the closest place to my job. So went ahead and jumped back in that afternoon Mm -hmm. and uh, was able to get an opportunity at that buck. He showed up around 6 o'clock. He was actually on the neighbors because, like I said, we're – this is a five-acre piece, so I can see across the fence line. I mean, I was probably 40, 50 yards off the fence line. Yeah. But I could see him. He was about to dive down into that bottom because mm-hmm. I'm on top of a ridge, correct? Yeah. So. Yeah, it looked like he was almost going down like a cut or something in the video. Yep. Yeah, like a, he like sure a ravine was. cut or something down. Yeah. Yep, down in that creek bottom. And then there's ag fields about half a mile away. So I'd imagine he was going to reach those by dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough... Um, when I seen him, I saw a nice racked deer. I didn't know what deer that was. Yeah. Threw my glass up on him, and it was him, and he's slowly getting away. He almost gets down towards that bottom where I can't see him anymore, and this is what I like to do whenever a buck's getting away a little bit, mm-hmm. is I hit him with a grunt call. And immediately, I hit him with a grunt call. I actually grunted twice. I went, but but and he stopped, and I knew I had his attention. I let it play out for a little bit, and then he decided to look the other direction where he was heading towards, and I'm like, okay, I think he's lost his attention towards mm-hmm. me. So I went ahead and did a snort wheeze, and he looked back, and there was like this stare down for what felt like forever of him just 
trying to find what deer is making that noise. And then he commits, and he commits hard. I mean, really hard. He comes all the way in. He's about to run into my tree stand, and at that point, I was trying to figure out if I was going to stop him or not. And I, looking back, obviously, I definitely should have stopped him. It's just I didn't know how to stop him without spooking him because he was so close. I mean, I shot that deer at probably 10 to 12 yards, Mm -hmm. and I shot him walking. Mm Mm-hmm. And didn't feel good immediately about that shot. Waited 16 hours before we went and tracked this deer. We tracked him for 600 yards. Didn't find him. Was feeling pretty defeated at that point. And just to make a long story short, the neighbors got photos of that deer. A very non-lethal shot in the hind end. And uh, he's <laughs> he's you, out doing his thing. When you sent us that photo, I went... I zoomed in on it and I went, oh, well, maybe that's why we didn't, we didn't find him. <laughs> that's why we didn't find him. Yeah, we were tracking a live deer. Yeah. So he ended up sh- uh, going a mile away into uh, a different neighbor. And, and fortunately, that neighbor um, was kind enough to let me know that he was still alive and doing his yeah, thing. That's really cool. And I'm actually, you know, my target buck got shot over opening weekend here at gun season in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So he was my number two. I'd already been hunting him pretty hard after I put that shot on him, hoping that he'd show back up because the neighbor had pictures of him. Well, he showed back up on November 10th. Mm-hmm. They, the Big 8 did. So hopefully I get another opportunity at this buck. He's definitely my new number one target. Yeah. There's another buck I call the Curled in 10. Hunt back and hunt right behind the house. He's another buck that I'm pretty sure is still alive from the Orange Army. <laughs> so... uh We'll see, you know, but that's that's kind of how things shook out there at the end of October, and I don't think anything else beto- in our group kind of happened yeah. at no, that time. We were we were pretty amped, and uh, we got really excited. Yeah, Luther yeah. did kill a buck. I forgot to mention that on our northern on our Halloween weekend trip. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. He did um, one hundred sixteen inch. Yeah, good buck. Uh, Ten eight. I don't remember. Fuck, I'm terrible. I'm too. <laughs> what a good buck hell, hell of a bow buck. yeah nice awesome. buck came yeah. in uh i think he's seen it he was in the witch's hut and he's seen it come out of bedding uh, and i think he grunted at it i don't remember exactly what he said but anyways it came out of the bedding area that you're basically hunting when you're in that stand it came out and made a scrape right in front of him so kind of textbook you know walked right to him made a scrape and he had him so that's and that's that's what you get i think mm-hmm. at the end of october i oh, mean yeah. Yeah. early into november is hot on the scrapes yeah i mean that, that's the what i'm saying area he's in is just like there's a road that goes through there and it's just like scrape 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 and it's all it's a block of timber surrounded by ag fields and it's not really wasn't set up that way but it just happened to be that there's a lot of tall grasses like all around the edge of that timber so it just works out that there's like natural bedding and then there's big woods that they can kind of go through so it's just it's a hot spot for that time of year particularly uh so worked out for him steven on um that big eight do you think that since he was so close that maybe you just weren't on your like in your peep or something because i mean yeah you want to stop a deer but it, before you that, shoot but at that, at that distance, close yeah you thinking man. hey he's walking uh he's right here maybe not not anchored 
right yeah. and just more looking at the deer instead of looking through your peep I so mean, just just to make the shot yeah. that far off at that distance i right. mean i know he's walking but that's just kind of what when you were telling me the story because that's the first time i heard it um that's the first thing that kind of came to my mind is like i was just thinking like yeah you should have stopped the deer but 10 yards how can you miss at you a know, walk you're, in, just... you're thinking that too as well yeah uh i just all i can think about and you're a good shot so like for you to be shooting at one end of the deer and hitting the other end of the deer at that distance i just for some reason you, you're just not in you're not in on like anchored or in your peep or something just yeah don't you don't you guys kind of agree maybe like something I, like yeah, that i agree you get but caught I also, up in the moment and it's, it's all about being caught up in the moment though man yeah. you can fortunately i <laughs> seem to hold it together pretty well but i black out when yeah. i like <laughs> Uh, and I can sit here and tell you, well, this is the way I would do things. And when it comes to that yep. situation, mm-hmm. yeah. it, uh, man, my mind can take a different track so oh, quick yeah. and yeah, be like, you know what? He's too close. If I merp, he's probably going to spook. He's going to run. You know, maybe we should yeah. take this shot walking. You know, all them, all them things. Yeah, there's you know? a lot that goes through your brain yeah. in those, you know, two Scenarios. or three seconds. You know? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, by the time you, okay, here we go, pull yeah. back and, and shoot. It's And a lot of yeah. times whenever fast. I do stop a deer... I try to let them naturally stop, and Me, my last I couple has worked like, out perfect. They've I do done not that. Like I hadn't them. had to stop them, but when I stop them, it's usually I'm so caught up in the moment. It's usually, map and I yep. just <laughs> right there, and yeah. I'm not even settled in. And yeah. I've no. been lucky, but I did think about asking him nicely to stop, but I just didn't know if that was going to work. <laughs> I, yeah, Honestly, I, I can tell you what from years <laughs> from um, from the past, you know, before I was doing a lot of. Um, mobile hunting i mean that's pretty that's all i did this year i never even really hung out um hunted out of a set stand but when i used set stands i felt like i had so many lanes cleared that it almost would almost always get a natural stop mm-hmm. you know and have a shot well that that's not the case when you're in a different tree every day so that's a you know having to stop them has become a reality and when you do that i feel like boom they're a little bit they, on edge they're a lot on now edge. you gotta deal with maybe a little bit of duck maybe you gotta yeah. you know we're definitely yeah. aim low. Ten yeah. yards, though. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, though, Casey, I, I do a lot of mobile hunting myself, mm-hmm. and uh, even though that's five acres, yeah, that was the first time I ever hunted that tree. Yeah. So yeah. it was a little hanging hunt that afternoon. And, you know, to answer your question, Nick, I've replayed that shot over and over <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yeah, man. And Ugh. I'll be honest, you know, I had my composure. You know, I've, I've learned – from a few good bow hunters how to maintain that composure and those moments and so he's coming in and i'm tracking him in my pipe or in my my (laughs) peep and i've got myself anchored i kind of go through a few steps in my you know before i'm about to shoot type thing and even though those situations seem really fast in the moment I did have a lot of time, especially when you go back and watch the video and realize it was four minutes, <laughs> you know, that he was coming in. So, and I think that makes it harder too. The longer it takes for them to come in, the more worked up people get. Absolutely. I'd rather turn around, see them, draw back, settle the pen, go, go to work. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I, w- I was locked in on his vitals the whole time. And I think where the mistake happened was that when I was ready to shoot him, I stopped following him. Mm-hmm. And so 
when I shot, he continued to walk and I stopped leading. And potentially that is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see where the hit took place, so I think I did a Travis Owen and blinked <laughs> right <laughs> when it happened and just kind of closed my eyes and didn't see exactly where the hit was. And either way, you know, 10 yards, 50 yards, yeah. the shot was what it was. And mm-hmm. and I, I definitely learned a hard lesson there. You know, I'm going to stop a deer. And I've been listening to the working class bow hunter mm-hmm. and Kurt Geyer. Yeah. He, uh, he does something I think I'm going to start doing when deer are really close. He goes like that oh. instead of like a meh. Yeah. yeah, and I'm wondering if that might just do be the trick. Yeah, that yeah. kind of throws the deer off. Yeah, like, kind of like a squirrel. Yeah, or yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, he was super right comfortable. Idea. I mean, that was clearly the shooter's error right there. That oh, deer man. was as comfortable as you could possibly be. He was looking for a fight. You know, that was on me yeah. for sure. I'm just glad I didn't do more yeah. damage than I could have. Yeah. Glad it was right. a well, luckily a shot. Yeah. I would have rather missed altogether yeah. if I was going to make a bad shot. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to make a bad shot, you want it to be not something that's going to make him suffer. And this deer, I can promise you he's not suffering. I have multiple pictures of him. The neighbors have multiple pictures of him. He's doing big buck things, chasing yeah. does, breeding. And uh, the last photo I have on November 10th, he is hitting a scrape hard. That's awesome. So I'm excited to see where this takes us in the rest of the season. And hopefully I get another shot at him because I will not screw up again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you hear from a lot of people like you know um i keep hearing it from different podcasts and like scrapes go dead after you know the first seven to ten days of november that that hasn't been the i just you know i transitioned a lot of my cameras this year to scrapes and i've just left them there i've been getting hit all the time man (laughs) you know just all through november yeah have you noticed the age class go down though i have i watched it go up and yep. then I watched it come back down now. And it's right now. Right for now, the it's last, been down. For the last week or two, it's been yearlings. I don't, I don't know. Not really yearlings, but, um, you know, I had some real mature bucks, you know, like a couple five-year-olds hitting it um, probably six or seven days ago. And um, now the, the best, oldest buck that I've had hit it um, in the last couple of days has been a three-year-old. But, um, yeah, it's uh, but it's still, you know, it's still picking up intel. I mean, yeah. And it is gonna. They are gonna pick back up when they start start moving around. Like, yeah, this time of year they they kind of get off those first group of does that they've been on and kind of search a little bit. I I kind of see scrapes pick up. Yeah, the middle part of November again. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens because I I you know it's the rut, so it's kind of like well, you take a chance, just move it somewhere else, hoping to something walks in front of it there you know i'm just gonna leave it there where at least maybe they'll come check it again you know or something i got one of my cell cams that uh, i couldn't i could bow hunt this farm and i didn't get permission to bow hunt it until the last three days of bow season before rifle season uh there's been some guys from southern missouri in there they gun hunted it the first four days there is a scrape in there it's in a pasture and it is completely bare dirt and it's about the size of a freaking truck hood it's huge and tomorrow after work i'm taking my cell cam and i'm putting it up over it it. just i mean i want i've i've never had a camera on this place and i've seen 
I've seen five different bucks there in the two times I hunted it. So I want to see what what these people usually shoot several deer mm -hmm. when they hunt it. So I want to see what's what's still out there, and I will. I'll be back in there finishing out the gun season in there some too. Oh, really? You get a, to hunt the second yeah. weekend of gun season? Yeah, I, I just oh, couldn't cool. hunt it the first four days. Oh, cool, cool. So they yeah. pack campers packed up and they're they're yeah. out of there tonight. So one of one thing before we segue into some success stories is this is going to lead right into it too because that evening that I got the picture of the big eight mm -hmm. on that scrape. I was using a tarsal gland from a buck that got shot prior, a couple days prior, and that I left it in the area. I, I rubbed it on the tree that I was hunting, and that scrape happened to be directly below my tree, mm -hmm. just by chance. Um, I took the tarsal gland with me, mm -hmm. left that evening. At nighttime, he showed up and hit that scrape. I'm not saying he was in the area, but I guarantee he he smelled that new buck that he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was right there on that scrape. Yep. Dang. So that could have been uh, potentially why he decided to hit that scrape that evening because I haven't seen any other buck hit that scrape since. Huh. So really weird. A bunch of leaves are all up in it. I checked that trail camera tonight before the podcast just because I wanted to see if he was still up mm -hmm. and at it. But that tarsal gland came from somebody on this podcast. Carter, yeah. you might be the culprit. <laughs> yeah. So glad I could uh, help you out, Stephen. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I did. I finally got the first buck off of the homestead here. So that was yeah, pretty awesome. exciting. What was that? November 8th, right? That was November 8th. November 8th, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was, it was kind of warm that night. Uh, and I know I get strung out eight different ways <laughs> this time of year uh, and i was in here doing this that and in the house amy was i think she was coming home that night or something i was like man i gotta clean and then i said it's fucking november go hunting so i grabbed my bow <laughs> jumped in the tree and i it was early uh like probably 3 45 i think and i was texting casey or messaging or whatever you were at home with the girls and we were chit-chatting and i said man it'd be awesome to finally kill one off here and i looked up and i'm like oh fuck those are antlers and uh was wanting it to be the big 10 so bad i could taste it and it came out and i was like that's not the big 10 but that's a nice deer and he's gonna walk right underneath me so i grabbed my bow and then i had a dead south wind that night but i, I mean your your scent cone kind of flares out so he got like 20 yards below me to my left and kind of knew something was up and I was like, oh, fuck, he's getting away. <laughs> and then he turned, and I've had does do the exact same thing. They, like, walk in on on the creek bank, and then when they get in the creek, they'll turn around and walk the creek back the same way they came. I don't know why, if they are smelling me and just not, like, really blowing out of there, but they've done it before, and I'm like, man, this deer's getting away. Like, I don't have a chance at him. And then for some reason he just kind of boop, like made like a Z, you know, kind of zigzag, and, and came out and walked right in front of him. And I'm like, oh shit, you know. So <laughs> pulled back and, and let him have it. And he he just he jumped once and stood there, and I was like, uh oh, whatever. <laughs> I knew I hit him. And then he bounced again and jumped right into this deadfall tree. I mean, right in the the thick nasty bush. Like this deer's hurt. He's why would he do that? You know. Mm -hmm. 
And then he took one more bounce, and then it just the woods erupted. And I was like, oh, my God, he went down. And then I got <laughs> way excited. And then you sh- and then you said you, you were going to we were gonna do the podcast that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we kinda, we've been pushing this yeah, off. Sorry, we've been pushing, we've been pushing this podcast back. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this buck went down, you know, smoked him. No, I did. Heard him go down. All wound up. Get out of the tree. Wait till dark. I, I waited three hours, and it got dark. And then uh, got down, and there was bad blood on the arrow, no blood on the ground. And I'm like, this isn't good. So waited for Casey to come over. And then the way the lay, the land lays, my little chunk is like an island. And then the neighbors have a big uh, kind of open bedding area that I didn't even know was that good of a bedding yeah. area. <laughs> so I sent Casey back there, and I was like, hey, just kind of scan, and I'm going to follow where he went. I'm either going to jump him up. Or he's going to be here dead and walked like 30 yards and he was lay there piled up. And I was like, oh, perfect. So easy track job. Didn't go very far. Drove the ranger right to him. It was. There's but, something but to no be blood, said. But no blood really. Oh, yeah. No blood no. really at all. Kind of. No. No. If, if that deer had bolted and just took off, you know, ran, you know, a couple hundred yards, we would have been in a world of hurt. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. That was. That was the fifth deer I've shot with those iron wheels this year. And every one I watched die, but minimal blood. So I don't know if that's yeah, I had good or bad. I uh, had two other buddies that have shot does. Like, they recorded them, too. And the shots look perfect on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she ain't going nowhere. Yep. No blood. Never recovered neither one of the does. Really? really? Yep. I, um, and they're both shooting iron wells. I broadsided a doe at 20 yards last year, double lunger, on my in-laws' farm, and it's a it was a uh, it was like a grass field. This doe went all the way across the grass field, got back into the woods, and you know, to the, from where I was to the edge of the woods she went into was probably 80 yards. Never found a drop of blood through that whole field. And my father-in-law came down. and He's like. You sure you hit her? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I even had the arrow. I'm like, the arrow has blood on it. There's like blood like yeah. all over this arrow. <laughs> you know, I'm like, she's hit. And uh, we just, we, we were right there at that wood line just trying to find blood where she went in maybe. I finally found one little thing of blood. I took about three steps into the woods and I shined my flashlight up. She was right there. And I'm like, well, you know, she only went 85, 90 yeah. yards, but I couldn't... You know, yeah, that's, no blood to follow. My my deer shot last year with iron will. Yeah. Blood like crazy. Like blood splattered where really? I shot. And I, I saw him go down out in the middle of the field. Yeah. But, I mean, there was great blood all the way to him. So, okay. I, I don't know what the Same thing with my buck last year, but I shot him, you know, down through the heart. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I watched him fall over, but I followed that blood trail and it was immaculate. But, yeah. yeah. I, I said that was my fifth one. I watched them all die. So, yeah. love but, hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll keep, I'll keep shooting them until I have a bad experience. <laughs> I think that's what causes everybody to switch broadheads. But for I, now, I've yep. uh, pretty good. That was the. I went ahead and unscrewed my iron will and you already switch. switch. I screwed. No, I'm I'm gonna shoot iron wills on yeah out west, big and game. I'm probably yeah, still gonna shoot them here. <laughs> but for some reason, I was sitting in the stand. Uh, after talking to those two guys, and I was like, you know what? I got a swacker right here as a backup, brand new. Mm-hmm. So I unscrewed in the dark in the morning. I'm sitting there unscrewing <laughs> it out and screwed it on, and they fly. Oh, I don't yeah. have to shoot them. That's, to the, know. that's the great thing about but the um, just expandables, you know. 
But la- last year when I shot my buck, I took the slacker off and <laughs> screwed the, the iron wheel on. So, I mean, That's I don't know. Funny. Sometimes I just try to change my luck up yep, a little bit. Change your luck. Man, you got to keep switching. Yeah. I was, and I'm confident in both of those heads. So mm-hmm. You say that, Nick. There was one whenever I killed two up north. I was in there, and I've got, like, three bro- – I shot the coyote, two does. I'm in the deer stand, like, <laughs> trying to build arrows, pulling knocks out of this one to screw everything back together. But, uh, I mean, you build enough, you kind of know what all your components are going to work. Uh, and then resharpening broadheads to to get an evening hunt, and it was a ordeal. But, yeah. Yeah. I well, I, you know, I, I have I have some expandables in my quiver. I just, uh, you know, whatever tugs on my arm – Pause that's not action. a that's not a that's not a good look there no, we got something a, we got to hear on the podcast well it's the, uh, the big eight the curled in 10 is down at, behind oh, my house oh no yeah they sh- <laughs> old orange army got to him tonight oh i looked oh, over and steven's goodness. frowning i thought he <laughs> yeah. forgot to click record oh no no that would have sucked but <laughs> this also this sucks, sucks. This also <laughs> i had a feeling of something about a deer yeah, oh, so it shit. looks like the big eight is my number one target because he's yeah. my only target. <laughs> oh, well, and you know, we I didn't get a chance to mention, but you know, um, Halloween weekend was also youth season. Yeah, that always ends up being a great time of year for the youth, and it's great and everything. But um, on my um, on my one lease, the number one target buck on there. Um, you know, Big Daddy Luther had sheds mm-hmm. off of, people had pictures of, there was a lot the of people Jonesburg chasing Giant, this deer. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people chasing this deer and a uh, very nice um, young lady from town. And I believe she's about 12 years old, harvested probably a 170-inch 10-pointer. You know, just oh, a just a beauty of a buck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, me. I think we taped that deer out last year. It was like one sixty something. I think he was right at one sixty. One sixty, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we them sheds. We had a sheds. We taped the sheds, yeah. and we gave him a seventeen inch inside spread. Yeah. It was like right at one sixty. We're like, another year, this deer's gonna be. And he a was giant. big this year. <laughs> yeah. 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 But congratulations to her. That was a hell of a deer. Yeah, you know, that's that's, awesome. uh, there was a lot of people after it. Need more people than I, you know. I find out later about you know once it was dead you know people start talking more yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, everybody's quiet <laughs> nobody knew not. they even knew about it until it until it's dead and then you're like oh <laughs> yeah. so. I'll say one thing uh, Carter's got the best reactions when he kills a buck I blacked out happy. on that bow kill oh, boys my I got uh, I I would have I would have bet a hundred dollar bill that that was a ten point like when he came in I was like he's not the biggest buck by any means and he's significantly smaller than the big 10 i've been chasing but i'm like yeah you know it's a 10 point nope i'll shoot a 10 point you know fuck yeah only shot a couple in my life well lo and behold that was <laughs> only an eight and he wasn't gonna be nothing more than an eight <laughs> i kind of looked at casey and i was like fucking got him i'm happy but what in the hell was i looking at you know but yeah, you talk no. about his reaction. You should have been on top of the mountain with him when he killed his first mule deer. Oh, I oh cried like God. a fifth grader, boys. That was a big deal. You remember that, Nick? Oh, he yeah. was amped, yeah. boy. Yeah. That was that, which we all were. That was exciting. That yeah, that deer grew when we walked up on yeah, him that too. Was a you big know, deer. I, I'm just so used to shooting one. Well, you know, that's a good buck. You know, and then that deer, I was just like, oh. and there's a lot went into that. You know, yeah. Hunt. Oh, yeah. Granted, always does. Got lucky as hell. It was the first day of that trip, but yeah. that was our fifth year out west, and I had not ever drawn blood, and I was like, man, oh man, oh man. So, yeah. it makes it really hard to want to keep going when yeah. you're not having success. But yeah. 
that's what happens when you keep grinding. Is yeah, and I think that's a big discussion point in itself, which we don't really we need to get into. But yeah. uh, and I think that has something like that buck I killed out here. I've got eight acres all together. Three of it is about all I can hunt that's worth hunting. And it turned it from a cornfield to a little deer paradise back there. Yeah, I was say and five, I think five that, acres of it is your house and your yard. Yeah, and your sheds. Yeah, so that definitely yeah. meant meant a lot to me to to actually kill one on this piece even though it wasn't but no that was that was was up to amy to shoot the big 10 so we got (laughs) we got the rifle out tonight did some target practice i seen you guys were shooting tonight yeah built some confidence so hopefully she gets a chance at him yeah heard heard your turkey gobble too oh (laughs) in the video yeah yeah they were they were right behind yesterday morning turkeys were gobbling out by me really a guy had a video yesterday and he had like i don't know looked like 20 or 30 turkeys in front of him Four strutters all puffed up, just mm-hmm. out strutting I've, right through the I've, woods. I heard that the other like, day. Wow. Another guy said that he had a big old Tom strutting and gobbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Garrett. What's that, Garrett mm-hmm. Speedo? He had like... Spady. Spady. <laughs> Speedo. <laughs> Sorry. He had a freaking old pile of them yeah, come strutting yeah, by him this morning or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's talk about that video he has. Let's see this buck, Steve. a lot of character on those horns. Yeah, yeah, we better see this buck. That's... Jesus oh, my gosh. gosh. That's a big ten. Look yeah, how wide, that's a big like, deer, man. Wide the main beams are. They're that's just a like tank, dude. That's pounded. a tank. Can we, uh, can we get the name of who was lucky enough to harvest him? Uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're neighbors to me. Their last name Pullman. Pullman. Yeah, so they're they're from out of town, but they gun hunt. They gun hunt really hard. I mean, they've got a really nice setup. Yeah. Um, nice big box blind where they're they're hard after it pretty much the whole time during gun season so if anything comes across them they're they're ready and waiting and it was a matter of time i just thought maybe i'd get one more opportunity before yeah i had him so i had him in daylight probably two days in early november Mm -hmm. while i was hunting the big eight because i had made that poor shot i didn't feel that i should be hunting any other deer but that big eight yeah and so I spent a lot of time hunting a different place, and he started showing up daylight pretty much in my backyard, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have seen – you, you uh, guys have never been out picture, to my place. We've seen the Snapchats seen the Snapchat, and stuff yeah. from you – know, I can see your house from your one stand or whatever. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, he, he was right there, and I got dogs and everything, so I was really shocked to, yeah, to see crazy. that. But it's crazy what they'll do when yeah. they're ready to breed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's down. Unfortunately, yeah. so well, we're going to have to move on. Congratulations, from him. that. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I got word tonight that, uh, well, I, I don't know if I, I guess I didn't see him since we had the last podcast, but at Larry's, I hunted one night. And there's a big five point side, and he's got three main beams, and he chased every buck out of the field multiple times. Uh, and then Blake called me tonight and said that they didn't shoot it, which is neighbors to Larry's. The other neighbors shot it. Uh, tonight and they went and checked it out. Big old, big old warrior. So oh the um, the weird rack deer. Yeah, he's down. Yeah, yeah. I got you. He's dead. So and who got him? I had, Blake didn't say the name, but he said neighbors to Mark and them. So it would be across the road there where there's that tower blind. I seen a pickup truck there. Oh, uh, it might be. I was assuming it was somebody to the west of them. But oh, okay, but might, sure. may have been. May have been. Yep. Yeah, run buck. Yeah. All hard telling where who he knows? ended up at. Yeah. But who knows yeah um so 
Carter had a little bit of luck, and, and Casey, you weren't too far behind, no. which seems to be kind of the uh, the trend here <laughs> as yeah. we get further into this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you ended up shooting a pretty nice buck, and that wasn't too much longer after Carter shot his. He shot his on, what, November 8th, you said? Yeah, he the shot 8th, his yeah. on the 8th. I shot mine on the 10th. 10th so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. Um, like I said on the last podcast, I started my um, – rutcation if you will on the fifth i think i think i've been off i'm still off work <laughs> i haven't gone back yet <laughs> <Early retirement. laughs> i got some dough tags i'm I, yeah it's gonna be a few more days before i head back into work so but, Sorry, uh, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah november the 10th man what a day that was and um and even leading up to that i mean fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth um all those were pretty good days for me um the night Carter shot his buck, I don't even remember. I don't. Th- I think I had taken that night off. Maybe it got a little warm or something. Maybe yeah, it was warm on yeah, the eighth, and I, I think it was even warmer on the ninth. And I think we had a little, maybe a little yeah. cool off on the tenth, but not not too much. Um, but yeah, I I started off my uh, day at uh, my one lease, and um, I texted all you guys that morning. You know, um, had a guy doing some. Uh, wonder walking i guess through the woods or whatever you know soul searching and um actually had an encounter i'm sitting here in front of my gun buck as well <laughs> this is the only time i've ever seen him in the daylight um and uh he was out there and he was kind of you know doing his thing in the rut there was does and he was actually worked a scrape that morning you know he was 150 200 yards from me um in a little bit open, more open timber, so I could see him. But um, yeah, then about 9:30, I think it was, I had a uh, had an elderly gentleman walk uh, through the woods, and uh, I'm, you know, up through the bedding area and everything. And uh, I got down out of my stand, grabbed my stuff, and went to walk up there, and uh, couldn't find the old boy. Um, Would have liked to chat with him, see what he was up to, but. <laughs> That's all right, you know. So I the said, infamous squirrel hunter has. Yeah, yeah. yeah didn't you get that guy hunter. on trail camera? Too? I don't know if it was the same guy. Too far away oh, for okay. me to tell, you know. But I, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't have a rifle or any weapon, from what I could tell, through the binos. So it might have been a different guy. But um, got down, went to talk to him, couldn't find him, and uh, I was pretty deflated. <laughs> you know, I was like, man, that sucks. I'm like this spot's ruined for the day. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any luck here. You know, people tromping through some of the best of the hunting that I wasn't even up in close to because it wasn't a really good day. I felt like you know I was, you know, wait for a good weather day before I get that much up there closer to the really good stuff. Um, so I pulled everything, um, drove around. Just um, I was looking for vehicles parked kind of like maybe off the road, like if this was a guy that walked in off the road or something. If he had a vehicle, I was going to leave a note on his vehicle. I didn't see no vehicles. Um, come to find out a little bit later, there's a uh, there's a uh, uh, a house or, or a building that they've kind of turned into a low-income housing that sits there close. And I wonder if he's not a resident of that and he's just out for a morning walk and likes to do that through the woods, but, you know, doesn't pay attention to fences and that kind of thing or whatever, so whatever, <laughs> you know. You can tell he's worked up a little bit about it. Yeah, it's, 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 it is what it is. Let's get him around you know? up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove around just trying to be like, well, it's warm. 
you know, what are you going to do, this and that. And I said, no. I said, it's November 10th. I said, we need to go get in a stand. I said, now we've been driving around for an hour. Now it's 1030, and we should have just went straight to our other lease, jumped in it, and just started hunting, you know, or just went down through there. I haven't, I haven't hunted that lease this much. Um, the only night I hunted it, um, as you all know, I think I told told you on the last podcast, was um, I hit that doe high, didn't retrieve her. That was the only night I've hunted it this year, that uh, lease. And um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to bomb down in there and see what's going on, you know. It's November 10th. I've had good luck in there on November 10th in the past years. And um, so I worked my way down in there. And um, I had a couple, I have a couple stands set in there. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, sometimes in the past, you know, I've had bucks be off those stands, you know, this early to where I couldn't get shots, you know, through the brush for whatever reason. And there was kind of a really thick layer of cover, probably 30 yards from a creek. And um, I've watched a lot of bucks work that edge of that cover. And we're talking what time frame again? At what time in the morning? No, what time uh, in November? Uh, the November tenth. November tenth. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, that yeah, I've I've watched I've I've observed bucks from you know like November fifth through November fifteenth work this edge of cover, and the, you know this day is November tenth. It's about eleven o'clock if I remember right. And I get down in there, I'm like, I'm not going to go to those setup stands. I was like, I'm I got my hanging hunt on my back. I was like, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to get on the edge of this creek. I'm going to give myself about a 25 to 30 yard shot at the furthest from that edge of that cover, you know, hoping that the deer may even be a little closer, you know, when they come through there and, um, being pretty quiet. I had some rattling horns with me and, uh, I get all my stuff laid out. I'm hanging my sticks. I get my fourth stick up in the tree. I throw the strap around. I get it hooked. I pull it tight. As I pull it tight, I look around the tree and I see nothing but rack. 20 yards probably the biggest deer that i have on camera there since the since that other one was harvested um it'd be it'd be you know close match on maybe one other buck that's there too that's really good size but how um, many inches we talking um uh, upper 50s Nice. Um, That's a good fucking A buck deer. we call Biggie that we got a lot of history with. I oh, found yeah. a shed last year You've with the split. Last December, too. Yeah. I actually had one of his, his shed with the split was on my backpack. It was my rattling horns for the day. I took that, and I'd never taken those horns, which was wild. I grabbed them that morning. <laughs> I was like, I need some big horns. You know, make some noise today. And uh, so I let him go. I'm just hanging on to the tree, kind of shimmying around as he comes by me. And I'm just like, wow, man, I cannot believe that deer is up cruising. It was, I, th- I looked at my watch, I think it was 1130. And I'm like, man, I got to get this platform hung. I got to get up in here. I got to try and call him back to me. And uh, get everything set up. I get up the tree and I get out the horns and I'm beating them together. I got the grunt tube. I'm throwing out some grunts. You know, I'm putting together a whole pitcher, basically. I think I'm even through some doe bleats in there, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah. This will get him come back. I'm looking for him where he went. I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't see nothing. All of a sudden, I hear some stuff behind behind me. A deer has already crossed the creek, another buck, and he's headed right into the thick stuff. I can't even get my bow off the hanger, and he's into the thick. And I'm Fuck. like, holy cow. I'm like, you know, this is 1145 maybe, you know. I mean, just 
boom, boom, boom. I'm like, son of a gun, you know. And it was probably an hour after that. I watched a good buck come. He was probably 50 yards. He actually walked right by my set stands. <laughs> Pretty good buck. He <laughs> probably 20 yards from those set stands. And I'm like, well, that's no good, you know. And um, after that, the midday movement kind of slowed down. Um, I don't think I seen any more deer. Maybe maybe a doe um, came out of that thick stuff, kind of where that buck was um, far off. And so from there, I'm sitting there playing on my phone. My phone probably kind of, it got me rushed, if nothing else. Um, it was probably 4.30 at this point. I'm sitting there playing on Facebook or Instagram or something, looking at other people's deer. And I look up, and there's a buck at 40 yards. And he's big. He, I mean, he looked big to me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, sh- you know, we got to get this phone put away. we got to make something happen. He came into 30. I got my bow, got drawn, come through the lane, murp, stopped him, felt anchored, felt good, released a shot, and it looked like it was driving right towards him. And I, I mean, God's honest truth, I seriously think this deer dropped. Um, I've already made one high shot on a doe, and I knew that. And this shot went right over top of his back and dug into a tree. And I'm like, son of a gun. I'm like, I can't catch a break this year, you know, with the bow. And That's a hell of a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, not, it was. I had seen a lot of bucks, you know. I'd seen a lot of. I'd seen a lot of. I'd seen a lot of good bucks, you know. And I, I put another arrow on, and he, he kind of jumped out to about 50 yards you know but it's so brushy there's there's no way you could even take that far shot which my confidence level was so low i don't even think i would have you know at that point and um you know i i gave him a few more grunts and i was like trying to get him come back in and you know and he walked into the thick stuff and from where i'm facing you know where i'd shot at him at he he basically run straight back behind himself away from me which is where the thick stuff was and when he when them deer get in that thick stuff, there there is no seeing them, you know. I mean, you you, you just watch them go in there, and they just disappear, you know. It's tons of, of small growth type stuff, you know, saplings, and they just they just blend to it. So he disappears in there, and I'm like, right, give him a few more grunts, you know. what You know, whatever. What's it going to hurt? And I'm watching that hole he walked through, just, you know, thinking maybe he's going to turn around and come back crunch here's something crunch behind me same spot where a deer walked through earlier on that dang creek that caught me and got into the thick stuff where i turned back around there's a buck 20 yards i in my mind i think i seen 10 points and i'm like that's that 10 point that was him you know instantly i'm just like go mode i'm like let's do this 20 yards draw back shoot hit the deer right in the spine drop him and i'm like man you, you know, I'm grabbing another arrow. I yank it back. Hits a limb, I think, because that one just missed him completely. Shoots off. And I'm like, it's son of Western. You know, I'm like, I can't catch a break. Grab another one. You know, put it on. Hit it. It goes through pretty good, I think. But he's, he's like, still kind of alive. And, I you know, I'm just kind of shoot until he goes down i still i have one more arrow left in my quiver i grab it pull it back shoot that one hits high probably spine too you know and I'm, so i got one good arrow in him too in his spine it's horrible 
I got down. He died pretty quick. I, by the time I got down, I was trying to get an arrow off the ground and get another one in him, and uh, he expired because of that one through the lungs. But man, it was a it was a rodeo show. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I was just kidding when I said Casey still had arrows left. Carter showed Carter showed up, and there was gosh dang blood everywhere all over the. Bow. I thought he shot him a double up buck or something. He was all beat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. Um, Carter thought you were trying to play catch up, and you'd shot oh, about four does and no, that buck. No, yeah. Well, but, I didn't um, get the Snapchat from Kimry. I get a phone call. Yes. And I'm like, all right, something, something happened. This wasn't like a, a strict smoked no. one went down thing. And he's like, I said you get one. I said, he's like, I got one. I said, is he dead? Fuck yeah, he's dead. He's got arrows everywhere in him. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm on the way. <laughs> oh man, yeah, got up to him. Um, he's a he's a beautiful ten pointer. Yeah. He may be three years old. He was not the buck that I had just missed two or three minutes previous to this. Um, but uh, but still, he's a great buck. Um, Carter come out, helped yeah. me get him loaded up. We, we took nice some deer. pictures. He was yeah, he's a beautiful deer. So what um, was he? Uh, he's a he was a ten pointer. Um, we I taped him out at 127. Um, you know he's he's a beautiful buck. Uh, he's not a buck that I don't, I know at all. Went back through pictures from this year, and no pictures of him. Um, if he was two last year, you know at that age it's so hard to really, you know, tell. You a lot know, changes. I mean, yeah, I think you know maybe okay. from three to four, you know it becomes easier. Like oh, this deer had because he had really tall twos and threes. And uh, really short fours, and I'm like, well, that would you know probably be a characteristic you'd be able to tell next year. But as a, he he could have been an eight pointer last year, you know, as a two year old or whatever, you know. So, but awesome buck, I was happy with him. You know, November 10th, uh, got it done. I was good way to been, lead up to gun season. Yep, yep. It was uh, and I had been, lead yeah, leading up that I had been uh, I've been hitting it hard ever since I started my vacation. I've been uh, all day sits, man. I've done some all day sits. I've mm-hmm. done I've done a lot of hours. I one day I I um, moved my setup three different times. Stayed out in the woods all day and just kept bouncing around. And uh, you know, I was I was ecstatic to get a deer down. Um, gonna take a look at the drawing board with my bow uh, this year and uh, I figure out something different. I I uh, I feel like I used to capitalize a lot better. I don't you know. I know for sure on that shot on that buck, that had to be all me. There was no ducking of that buck. Uh, I do think that the first one I'm talking about did duck, missed him clean. That was that was the best thing that could have happened in that situation, I feel like. But, uh, you know, this one here, I, I think it was just all me. So, got to figure out something there. I've shot 3D with you. you oh, little, yeah. You get a little excited. Yeah, yeah, excited. He'll, he'll be changing stuff around. There's no I'll be changing. Oh, yeah. How many hinges, yeah, how many yeah. releases did you buy this year? I think, I, mean, I think that's the thing. I think I need a new release. I think release <laughs> number seven or eight in a two-year <laughs> period is going to is gonna fix well, it we all. We shot Moberly, and you started out with one, and then mid-day through, you had another one. By the out. end of it, you're like, God damn, I'm shooting good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, too, because the one day I came over here, I hadn't shot my hinge in months, and you and me played quarters, and I couldn't miss the dang yeah. golf tee with the yeah, hinge. Yeah, one night but... you were fucking on in here. I was like, God damn. That release, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, and maybe that's maybe that's a thing, too. You know, um, in hunting situations, I keep going back to a thumb button. And there are guys that hunt with um, hinges and back tension styles. And 
that may be something that I have to force myself to do and just figure it out. Um, I haven't done that. And I think maybe the um, thumb button allows me to rush things more than I should. Whereas with a back tensioner hinge, I have to go through punch, the motion. You can punch that thumb for sure. Oh, absolutely. I Probably even worse than you can a, a wrist rocket or a wrist strap release. You oh, know? yeah. You know? Yeah. And the thing about when you punch a thumb button, um, there's a lot more rock. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot more movement in your hand, whereas with a... Wrist strap, a wrist strap it's, a, it's a finger pull and you're yeah. still pulling back through you know when i think about hitting high i think about torquing my mm-hmm. you know everything down mm-hmm. and that's you know Makes i'm un- i'm under pressure i've got a big deer in front of me and and you've been hunting hard been so hunting hard you know and you all know, that plays the a opportunity comes you know you don't get those all the time you know i know we didn't so. do it as much this year but like last may have been last summer i'm thinking of like we all would wake up and go do like one cold bore shot oh man yeah right out. i feel like me and nikki did that all the yeah. time right out of the gate yeah, and i, I always try that. to do if if i hunt here i do that every single time I hunt. if i go out you know in the dark in, my, in the morning go to mm-hmm. my parents house and hunt. obviously you can't shoot your bow yeah but i love doing that but if i don't do that like when we go up north and hunt i wake up and i fucking stretch and i do about 20 push-ups before we go to the stand because mm-hmm. i mean i think that's a huge deal you know getting your muscles warmed yeah. up before you go pull back because you get one you get one shot of the deer and it's like yeah. man you better not be half asleep whenever that happens it's a yeah that ain't no that's kid. a big deal and then sitting there all day you know mm-hmm. on all day hunt you get fatigued and you're tired and oh my gosh man that makes a big difference I know for a fact i haven't shot my bow since probably october 15th yeah and i shoot it religiously all summer, all summer long yeah. i do basically all the way up until time change and then i it's like yeah. i don't have any light you know yeah. and it's like but and it's when just, you're hunting all day and you're hunting all day yeah i was at when time change came this year i was already on my rutcation so mm-hmm. it was like man and i did actually one morning i think um in the headlights of my car man i went and set up my target it might have been yeah. the first day of my rutcation and i just i fired one off and it hit good and i yeah. was like hell yeah but you know, shit happens. Awesome deer, good, and he's gonna be on the wall. So, yeah, really yeah, good real deer. Good buck. Yep. Yeah, pictures turned out fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, they look. Turn a one twenty seven <laughs> into a one fifty <laughs> yeah, real quick. I don't know how many people call me. How big is Kimmer's deer? <laughs> Hundred twenty seven. I took the inches. pictures. It's fucking good. beautiful. It's, all <laughs> it's as big as it looks. It's as big yeah. as it looks. That was a photogenic deer though. He was mm-hmm. tall. Goddamn, he looked good. That's what we talked. We t- we talked about this. Yeah, deer. we couldn't make him even look as good as that deer. Yeah, you know, that, your you bow know. buck. I mean, man, that bow buck was beautiful. He was. Yeah. Well, he just had uh, just you know he was a beautiful deer. Really tall twos and threes. I don't remember what they measured at, but yeah. they were really tall. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of that taking those photos. Too. Oh, that was, was great. That was, was great. It was nice. Carter to, got a call there. While yeah. We're taking pictures. Carter gets a call. He's got to be duck hunting at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, I might gotta, as well not sleep at that point. <laughs> we didn't. It was not much sleep. It was. A, Can you be ready to leave in thirty minutes? And I said, "Yep, taking photos of a deer. Be there in a minute." Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, the tenth was. What was that? Two days before rifle season. Rifle season was, was the 13th. The 13th, 13th, yeah. Well, did I shoot my like deer a... on the 10th? I think so. I thought it was too. Yeah. Hmm? Who? I think he shot it on the 10th. Oh. The bank, yeah. but... Yeah, nope, probably I just... shot it on the 11th. The 11th. It was yeah. that Thursday. Thursday. You shot yours on the 9th. Tuesday. You sure? Or did you shoot yours on Monday? I don't on remember. the 8th. I don't remember. I was, was the 8th. just got off work and... 
got Carter snap. Yeah. It was early. Archery I forgot because it was the, the day I seen that guy was on Veterans Day because I even had that thought. I'm like, maybe he's a veteran, like walking through the woods or something. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. You killed yours the day before Veterans Day because Veterans Day is when we went duck hunting. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm all mixed up. Yeah. What did I do on the 11th? I guess I partied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Veterans Day, we we drew we drove all the way up there to fucking put in. Like, it's a weekday. There won't be that many people there. And we pulled up, and it's like a fucking Walmart parking lot. And Veterans like, Day is the, the best fuck. day to hunt. Yeah, every, Well, apparently everybody likes to duck hunt Veterans yeah, Day, too. Yeah, that's the best day to waterfowl hunt. Because I was like, holy shit. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's never this busy. And then someone's like, oh, it's Veterans Day. That's why everybody's here. And we're like, yep. And we got lucky. We, we drew in. There was 10 spots out of 53 people, and we picked one. So it was... We got lucky. I bet it was a banging day too. Yeah, pretty pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it was for some people, maybe not you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, it wasn't for us. I don't yeah. know. Well, uh, but back to deer. Yeah, yeah, back, back to, to deer. deer. Um, if Travis was here, you know we'd be. Yeah, the duck man ain't here. Yeah, yeah. The duck man's not here. We don't know what we're talking. Shout about. out to Travis. I'm telling I've you, killed what? more ducks this year than I have ever, and it's all because of Travis. So it's been good. Yeah, and, and lead, leading up to my. To this, uh, Leading up to my bow kill, this has been um, probably the best year of hunting that I've ever had. Maybe that's just because I was off at the right time, but I was texting you guys. I was averaging like eight bucks a day. Yeah, you were seeing a lot I was passing of some really good deer. You know, um, I had a lot of encounters. It's been it's been a really great November. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was saying, if uh, Travis is listening to this, uh, Hit me up, Travis. Uh, I got some geese located. I know where they're feeding oh. and where they're roosting. Nice. Quite sounds a few like, of them. Sounds like we're going to have some fun. We could. Have you got to get on a late season buck. Yeah. yeah. You That's where you got shit to do, Nick. You can't be fooling around with waterfowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't be out goosing. But we could take a day off. Every now and then. You know, sometimes you got to take a break. Mm. Try something different. Yeah. We'll mm. do that. Um, so... You got it done right there before yeah. the Orange Army Army comes in, yeah. and uh, then we had to switch over and join the team, yeah. team gun season, and, team and gun season. I haven't had any luck this year. I have not had any luck this year either. But you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you when you're hot, you're hot, boys. <laughs> Carter, you might as well take this one away, because I think you uh, you were uh, first, you were successful first, so. Yeah. So my parents own 20 acres, and I have not put. I wish that's my spot that I try to like. Man, it used to be the only spot. So it got it got bow hunted from September 15th until yeah. I mean, just hunting. I had there's like eight stands on 20 acres out there. I mean, it's it was a if they're in a deer in this corner, there might be one of that. And and I hunted that property hard. Well, fortunate enough, I started hunting with Luther. In the last five years, I've like, no, keep the pressure off. We're only going to shoot, you know, bigger deer. Granted, Lucas and my dad have both. In the last five years, there's only been two bucks killed out there. So it's like, man, let them grow, let them grow. And then trail camera pictures leading up until this year were like, deer getting bigger, more bucks are coming around. And then this year, nothing. I had one eight point with a big hook. Uh, And I was like, all right, well, that's the deer. You know, that's the deer we're going to hunt for at my parents house and i bow hunted twice out there had a really good hunt on one sunday afternoon a cold front came in like mid-october and then another 
like maybe the Saturday before or something. Gun season. One one Saturday morning, everybody, we were all like, man, it's going to be a good morning. We're just going to be, and none of us seen deer. My gosh, yeah. If it, I, I would think I was talking about it. I know I was talking about it to you guys, and I probably told every single person I knew that um, opening day, opening weekend was going to be a record breaker. Yeah. And my goodness, Saturday morning, I think I heard two shots, which is very, very uncommon in the areas that I'm in. And uh, I haven't seen MDC's report yet, but I can only assume that we were down a little, maybe a lot. <laughs> well, they, this morning they were saying 90,000, something like that. Really? Opening weekend. Is that a, that That's would pretty be good. Up, That's really that good. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought, because I feel we like we were at like 76 like or something, right? Yeah, right? yeah. 90,000. I feel like we were at like 76 or something last year, so that's, yeah. man, was, maybe it, it was, was good for was some people. Up. It was maybe not, it was just bad for us. It was not a lot of shooting yeah. around me. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I live probably a, an hour or so away from where you guys are able to hunt, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of shots in that area, too, so maybe northern and southern Missouri areas. Maybe. Somebody did, better. Yeah, Somebody was, did better than us. They I had guess. the MDC guy on the news this morning. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Talking okay. about it. I'll have to look back at that. You know, they got the numbers. You yeah. can look back year to year. So it'll be it's, interesting yeah, to see how it stacked it's, up it's against. 89, almost 90,000. Hmm. close. If it wasn't breaking 90,000. Yeah. So opening morning was a wash. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I seen some small bucks and yeah kind of the same story i was excited because like i said i hadn't put much pressure on that property at all and then yeah dad was pretty wound up about hunting uh we've hunted that same used to be a, a tree stand now it's a box blind but same exact spot since i've been in kindergarten that's just what we do we hunted opening opening weekend that's me and dad hang out and, and we've killed my first year of that deer stand he's killed some nice bucks i've killed some some good bucks it's a our thing Saturday was decent. Uh, really thought it was going to be a banger. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but then Sunday, you know, okay, let's have at it again. And nothing. No deer. 8 o'clock rolls around. No deer. Oh, you hadn't seen any deer. We hadn't seen a deer. Nothing. Yeah. So like 9 o'clock comes around and Dad's like, I'm going to the house. I got shit. And I'm like, all right, fuck. I'm going to sit here a little longer. So he gets all of his, you know. Puts his shells in his pocket, gets his drink. He's climbing down. I'm like, you ain't. It's getting warm. Let's mm-hmm. go to the house. He's saying, which I had thinking of shit I need to be doing besides setting a tree. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get down with you. And I got down, and we were sitting in the food plot. And I was like, I'm gonna go pull this camera card real quick because Saturday night we seen a nice buck walk by. But I I could have shot him, but I was like, man, I don't. Yeah. I didn't want to burn burn my gun tag on a buck that I didn't. You know, wasn't real good. So. I'm going to go pull the truck camera. So I walk up the hill. Dad's like 20 yards away one direction. I'm like 20 yards away the other direction. And I just see antlers. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's a good deer. <laughs> so I don't know if I mat or yelled or what. But anyways, the deer fucking froze. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't see him here. I don't see him here. And I'm like looking through. It. Dad's house is nothing but perfectly round oak trees everywhere. So I'm like, tree, tree, tree. I'm like, oh, that's fuzz. You know, I'm like. All right, that's his ass. That's a tree. Don't see his head. I'm like, all right, this has got to be up. Maybe guts should be vitals. And I had flashbacks to my free-handed antelope miss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
on him and breathing heavy and i'm like oh my god get your shit together dude don't fuck this up <laughs> and my thought was you really you're either gonna smoke an oak tree and you'll be able to see that you hit a fucking tree or you're gonna hit this deer and i shoot and i'm like shooting looking the way ran like should run i'm like well i don't see him so i'll go home we're fudding it through the woods boys <laughs> and dad's like i'm looking at dad and dad's looking at me and i run over there and he's laying there dead and i'm like holy cow and i walked up and i'm like all right, <laughs> this will do. He did not have any ground shrinkage, so I was uh, pretty excited. And Yeah, and, and, I had also seen no deer that morning and left probably 30 minutes earlier than Austin and his dad had decided to get down, and I was already at home cooking breakfast in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and Carter calls, and he's like, answer your FaceTime. And I'm like, what the fuck did you say? And I'm standing there talking to my wife. She's got the baby. And he's like, answer your damn FaceTime. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like that's that means something, <laughs> you know, or this time of day, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, Facetime Casey, and I was pretty wound up. I tried to call my dad. I knew he didn't have his phone, so I Facetime Camry, and I'm like, dude, I, I, I fucked around and got lucky. Uh, but the, the best part, I didn't even realize it. You know, I was, I just seen a big rack shot the deer, happy as hell. But then, Dad, I passed last year's goal was like, don't shoot a small buck. And I passed up peak of the rut bow season. I passed up two really nice uh, bucks. One was a nice 10-pointer. And then this fall, uh, I put countless hours shed hunting. And my dad one night was like, well, let's go shed hunting. We walked 300 yards to the woods, and dad's like, well, there's one. Find a nice (laughs) 10-point side. And I'm like, oh, fucking course you did. (laughs) So found that nice shed, and he's been showing it off to all his buddies. And it's his only shed he's ever found it in my lifetime not that my dad shit hunts a lot he just he found one shit house luck happy as hell go back to the house and if it's not this deer i mean it's it's his twin brother like it was yeah. i'm almost positive i showed it to casey yeah. pretty damn sure that it's this buck uh the only definitely the the twos look the exact same his he broke off his three in that shed so it's kind of hard to tell but like spacing and then just the shape of the the main beam look the same so that's pretty cool though but don't like i said we were talking about trail cameras earlier don't have any pictures of him there but i mean he he was there last year and he was there this year so awesome man no that's a that's a cool story you know that's why i think it's really important that during this time of the year especially if you're going out to check a trail camera if you're going out into the woods period bring your orange bring your gun gun because it could happen it has happened. It yeah. just happened with you, Carter. So yeah. the only yeah. year I think I killed my first, I killed my first deer in second grade, and I didn't kill another one till fifth grade, and then it was just like, I just got a deer every year, and then sometime during high school, I got into trapping, and I just kind of didn't hunt as much, and then I remember that year like, oh, I didn't get a buck, and then I was going to check trail, or check my traps one morning during gun season, and I walked up to this like this. I would say he wasn't really as big, big as deer. I thought. Really big like, deer, though. That's a big fucking buck, and I'm yeah. sitting here with a 22 pistol to shoot coons, and I'm like, you're an idiot, you know? Why do you not have a gun with you? Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Have your, have your gun with you. Yeah. You yeah. never know Never know when it's going to happen. But I just, what did we get him at, 150? Yeah, 150. Ten, mainframe 10-pointer? Yeah, 150 and some change. He's but, a beautiful buck. Yeah, he is. Oh, man, he's... Super symmetrical for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you could pick him apart, but really you can't. I mean, he's just really a yeah. good looking. Biggest buck. deer off your parents' farm Biggest ever, too. Wow. Well, Dad still wants to argue with me, but I think it's the best one. <laughs> I did shoot when I shot that 136. I was like, oh, I got the biggest buck. And then he had a really nice 10 point that I think's probably mid 140s. But mm-hmm. this one's, I kind of compared him. I was like, we haven't ever measured that buck, but yeah. I think I got him finally. I think you snaked, <laughs> I think you snaked him. I think I snaked him. Yeah. He was. Had to buy him some beer for his guide services, so <laughs> it worked out pretty good. That was kind of you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty good time. So, Casey, you uh, soon after had some luck. Yep. Yet again. Right there in gun Yet season. Yet again. Yep. Yet again. Kind of following Carter's lead. <laughs> yeah. Carter shot his. Showing you the ropes. Sunday morning. <laughs> Show sh- me the ropes, Carter. Carter shot yeah. his Sunday morning and actually um, Sunday evening. I think it was kind of warm and windy and. Uh, yeah. Supposed to be it was warm the day I shot my buck too, which was on Monday, um, the fifteenth. But I uh right before Carter FaceTime me, I'm in the uh kitchen cooking breakfast, hanging out with the family 'cause it was I didn't see no deer that morning. I was kinda thinking, you know, of all the days to take off and maybe not hunt Casey, you know, I felt like bucks were kinda probably with does and not moving a whole lot and I was like the wife's mom called and asked her if she wanted to go shopping. I said, you know what, babe? I'll hang out with the kids today. And, uh, you know, I was like, you go shopping with your mom. About five minutes later, Carter calls me. He killed a big buck. And I went, fuck. Shit, <laughs> 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 yeah, I just want to go hang out with Carter now and have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, but uh, Carter said, you can come out and take some pictures. I said, I can. I got the girls later. So uh, I came out, met Carter out here uh, Sunday night and took some photos of him and and hung out and had my girls with me and bullshitted for a little while and then uh i headed home and i was excited uh the next day was november the 15th i really like november the 15th can't really tell you why i've uh probably because my first biggest deer ever i killed on the 15th and now this deer here is my third biggest ever and i Killed him on the 15th. So the 15th's been pretty good to me. <laughs> I've seen a lot of action on the 15th. I've seen a lot of good-sized bucks, I feel like, over the years on the 15th. Uh, so I really liked that day. But I also knew that it was a Monday and everybody was going back to work, which meant uh, that would be a day I would probably have some luck because I wouldn't have anybody to help me. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, so you like that day. Um, and you like this time period because I remember talking to you in that summer podcast. I think November 12th was one of your favorite days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... That time period's roughly the same as far as movement goes. What areas, and specifically, what area did you hunt this buck that you're trying to key in on this time of the year? I went to, it's, I went right up against some of the thickest cover you can find. I'm talking tall grass in the woods, sticker bushes with gosh dang stickers that are three inches long that nothing in the world wants to walk through besides white-tailed deer i don't understand it but it seems like that time of year then bucks get up in there and they're looking for the does and um you know and i I find some doe beds in there but not a lot when i do my um postseason scouting but i think what happens is that's a spot where those does go when they've been getting harassed and harassed and harassed i think they go there and i think the bucks kind of know hey after a few weeks of chasing these does you know when they get out of their regular beddings that's on these open hillsides and stuff you know in the timber they go into this stuff 
and I and I mean that's what he came out of was that stuff. Okay. Um, so I can, November fifteenth, you were hunting in the morning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love mornings. So yeah. yeah. Go ahead and uh, tell us tell us how it went down. Yeah, I actually. Um, well, you guys know I, I sent a Snapchat and I'm like, man, I just seen that really big ten pointer. And you guys also know that I have a a better buck on camera than this that I really really wanted to target. I actually seen him one day while I was bow hunting early in my uh, rutcation and uh, couldn't get a shot at him. He's too far away. But um, you know, um, this buck had kind of been like a ghost. Like I said, I seen him the one morning and um that i was bow hunting that guy came walking through the day that i actually ended up shooting my bow buck um but uh i seen what i thought was this deer and he was probably 100 yards away and like when i tell you guys thick like i think it's him you know i'm telling i'm sending you guys a snapchat i'm like i'm pretty sure it's him and then i think somebody sent me back like did you pass him i'm like well, no, not really. I was like, there's no way I could shoot through this stuff. No way at all, you know. And I sat there for a few minutes, and I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to get a good look at this buck, you know. I think he's a he's a really good buck, you know. So I let out, like, a grunt sequence, which I really love this time of year. Um, I had been throwing some grunts at some deer um, the previous five days, which I feel like I've had luck, too. And, and um didn't have much luck um well like i told you about the bow story you know couldn't uh couldn't really turn a deer around or anything with a grunt but um i hit the grunt call two or three times and i did like a big growl on the grunt and i just sat there and i waited and uh and i lost sight of him in the brush i couldn't see him no more i'm like hell you know maybe at Maybe he just didn't want to come to the grunt. Maybe he don't want to mess with no other buck or whatever, you know. And um, I caught some movement, and uh, I just seen nothing but rack stepping out of the brush towards my downwind side. I'm guessing that what he just did was he just went up and around and tried to, you know, he was going to get out, you know, further away um, and get on that downwind side of me. And... Um, I seen his rack and I'm just like, oh my god! And I, the gun came off the hook and there was just, there was no way <laughs> that I was gonna let this deer walk by, you know. Um, he about a hundred yards. Um, I took a shot. He was walking. Um, I end up, uh, I hit him in the neck, and he run about, I don't know, 50, 60 yards. Um, and he stood there, threw another shell in, boom, and it hit him right through the bottom of his, well, right above the knuckle on his front legs and dropped him. And uh, he still looked like he was alive. I shot him a third time or whatever, but. Um, so you enjoy, <laughs> you know, emptying quivers yeah. and dumping clips. Well, you know. There's and, an ammunition you know, shortage, and you, you, know? You, guys know, you guys know, and I'm sure some of the listeners heard me talk about it too, you know. I actually really enjoy taking my bow. Um, during gun season I just enjoy hunting with my bow a lot more but um, after the shot I made on the doe and the shot I made on my buck with a bow I decided man uh, you need to take your gun you know whatever reason this year yeah well whatever the reason this year you're really just not shooting to 
par performance wise you know i'm like you'd be better off uh, taking your gun you know have fun with it or whatever and you know because you, you start bow hunting i started bow hunting to get me more time in the deer woods not to make the challenge harder for me because you don't run into deer like these every day you don't, no, you, don't. You, nope. you just don't and you know but uh but i've really fallen in love with the bow hunting over the years but uh this deer got me absolutely jacked um so you know i'm excited he's beautiful deer he's uh mainframe 10 he's got a kicker off the back makes him 11 uh, 141 inch deer and uh yeah i i, I couldn't be happier up, man i couldn't be happier i got um i got lots of uh photos and videos of him he's got really tall uh threes short ones short twos pretty long main beams good mass all the way through so do you have a name for this one or is this one you didn't have i know i think i was just calling him the, the tall 3g uh 10 was all i was calling him um didn't have a name for him he's got i didn't know if it, i didn't know if it was one that you were after before you know no before. this um when this buck showed up this because he thought i had one picture of him at like the end of september i think i showed you guys and i thought he was just from his frame i thought he was shug slash bumpy or whatever um the big deer that i've been chasing um as the season went on and on and then i was bow hunting i ended up seeing shug bumpy and uh definitely not him <laughs> i checked the camera <laughs> then i checked the camera i had soaking for a while and I had some uh pictures of uh bumpy and so no but um this was before bumpy this was the biggest deer that i had on camera on that farm um actually uh, checked the camera after i shot him i've actually got a couple other nice bucks that have rolled in so hopefully they're still around next year hopefully they can make it through but uh, did you uh did you get all your target bucks from last year did they ever show up on camera the ones you had named like slim shady and slim shady is the only one that i don't i have no clue where slim shady's at He's the only one that I don't know where he's at. So, yep. Well, congratulations, Carter, yep. Casey. You guys. Thank you. You guys are yeah. carrying the five seven three crew right now, because <laughs> uh, Nick and I are. We've not been having the same same type of luck. I mean, I had my opportunity. I can't can't say I haven't had the opportunity. Man, he's pretty. He's pretty. Fuck. <laughs> Luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, I hope to uh, hope to get one just like that here real soon. <laughs> I hope you both do. Yeah, I do too. So Nick, uh, kind of bring us up to up to speed a little bit about what's been going on with you. I know you've been busy yeah, outside been, of hunting too. Been working, doing a few side jobs as well. Uh, did pick up a new hunting spot, not the spot I was hoping for. I did. They did give me permission on another piece of their property, but not the one I was looking for. Uh, and then I ended up picking up another piece, and I bow hunted it a couple days before gun season, just for the fact that there's going to be some guys in there. So hunted it one day, and I saw a couple couple deer, but the buck sign in there was unreal for the for the spot. So I had another buck that I was chasing daylighting, and he's a pretty good, probably 145 or so inch 10 pointer got a broken g what's that g3 it lays right across the top broke it in velvet i believe 
Um, but I had him daylight. One day, it was the day before I went into hunting. And so I didn't even go in the next day because the wind wasn't right. And then he didn't show up anyways on my camera. <clears throat> and then I went in on a Sunday to hunt him and didn't see a deer. And I'm at work on Monday morning and he comes through with that doe that he had been kind of tailing. So... I was like, you know what, that deer, <clears throat> that deer is gonna survive for me because I'm not gonna be able to hunt him, any, hunt him anymore. So I went back in. I had one more day to get that new spot that I picked up, and I went in there for a morning hunt day before uh, rifle season, and I saw a doe come out directly downwind from me, and then she just disappeared like I was like she must have winded me or something and I couldn't find her couldn't find her couldn't find her and I'm looking around I look over and there's a button buck at like 20 or 30 yards and I'm watching him and he beds down right out there in a, in a just a grown-up cow pasture so I'm like you know what I bet that doe is bedded directly downwind from me and then I see that doe again, like 45 minutes gone by, and at the exact same spot that I lost her, she's right there. And I'm, I got a buddy that's like, hey, I got my, my father-in-law. He wants a, he wants a doe. He wants some summer sausage. And it's the day before gun season. I'm like, man, I really don't want to shoot this doe. But I text him. I'm like, hey, do you want me to shoot this doe for your father-in-law? And he's like, that's up to you. And the whole time she's just weary, but. I'm like, is it because she's straight downwind from me? Or is there some bucks back there? So I, she ends up walking into like 10 yards, and I couldn't make myself shoot her just for the fact that it, the time of year it was. Yeah, main part of the rut type thing. Yeah, and not, not freaking... Day before gun season, all that. <laughs> yeah, not freaking five minutes later... It's windier than hell too. Like I'm at some points at times I'm bear hugging this tree because yeah. the wind's blowing so hard and I hear something and I turn around and I catch a buck. It looked like he had a good good set of horns, mouth wide open, just not running, but like he's on a tail or something. So I'm like, well, there's something over here, and I'm sitting there watching because there's just a thin piece of timber where they're going into. And don't see nothing, don't see nothing. So I'm going to go back to look at this doe. And I look out there and I just see a frame of a giant buck coming out of the milo running straight towards me behind the doe. And I grab my binoculars, throw it up there. It's a six-pointer. It is a giant framed six-pointer. I'm telling you, if he had two more points that match that rack, he'd have been a... Uh, 140 mid 140s eight pointer damn that's big, and i was that's just a big like deer. oh my god that is a stud six pointer uh and he's chasing this doe all out in his pasture and another little buck comes in from the direction where i saw that other buck going so i'm and he actually come right in shooting range so i'm like i bet that buck that i saw behind me is gonna cut work around this draw and go out there and chase that doe as well. 
never did, never did. That buck still out there. They run back into the Milo, and then they come out of the Milo, and they're just back and forth. And I'm like, well, it's a six-pointer. Nothing really I can do there. So I'm just glassing around, and I catch a deer coming through the draw. I'm in. I throw up my binoculars, and it's a doe. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's got to be what that buck was after. And sure enough, I caught another deer, and I pull up my binoculars. And it was a nice... If he wasn't 130 inches, he was he was damn close to it, nine pointer, and yeah. he was limping, mouth wide open, his back legs looked black, yeah. parcel. I mean, it was just yeah. nasty old buck that looked like he'd been rutting for three weeks. Oh man! And he had walked by, would have gave me a 42 yard shot, but I wasn't gonna, wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. And there ended up being two other smaller bucks eventually come through there and I let it go after the last deer I saw I probably stayed in there another hour mm-hmm. called it quits because that wind was just howling I was like they're not going to move during the day so I didn't hunt that evening before rifle season and opening weekend of rifle season is since me and my fiance have been together we uh that's her time to hunt so <laughs> I had a I, I'm just laughing because I, 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 that's what it was for me last year. But Kelsey said she wasn't going to hunt this this year. Now she, she wants, she's talking about wanting to hunt this weekend, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we went out to the exact same spot. I had a blind set up where she killed her buck last year. Good little spot. Haven't been in there a whole lot. Been having lots of does on camera running across the camera. Mm-hmm. So, like, so you know the, something's chasing the her. second right. picture is the big right. boy something something's chasing them i'm i'm really excited to pull cards from my um cell cams because i have them on um i have some of them on three picture burst. i have all mine on three picture burst, and i have some of them on video um so okay. i'm really excited because i've been getting pictures like that all november get the dough i wish i would like, have done running, that and i'm like oh i should walk in there and check that card but you know i put those cell cameras in spots that really don't want to have to go mm-hmm. into you know, I never thought even about now, that I don't video want to, I don't want to push deer onto the neighbors and then a deer yeah. you're really looking forward to seeing next year gets smacked but so, I mean if one does by happen chance you know good for them they you yeah. know, people hunt hard yeah. you know so our opening morning the wind's not the not the greatest it's kind of blowing into this little draw but I was like you know what the, the deer all came from the other end of the draw last year so probably won't screw up too much but go in there and Right at first light, we did see a decent, like, eight or nine-pointer, about 200 yards cruising to the draw. I'm like, all right, so let's, let's see some deer. And a little bit later, a small buck, and we had a lot of trail cam pictures, and it was just this one-horn buck, and Amy's like, oh, one, oh, one-horn. <laughs> there, there's my buck one-horn. I got one of and, those, too. Uh, it was slow, super slow. We heard one shot fairly close. And that guy usually shoots nice deer. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's probably the deer we were in there after. More than likely is what I was thinking. And then straight in front Which of us. Which deer were you after? The Velvet Nine. Oh, you're going to give Amy the Velvet Nine. She's going to be a good husband. She said, <laughs> she, she did say something about possibly letting me shoot if he <laughs> came sure. out. But I, I had to let her shot. I wasn't going to let him get away. 
Kelsey said, well, you're tagged out, so now you can take me over to that lease and I can hunt Bumpy. There you go. <laughs> yep, baby, let's do it. funny you mention that. Amy, my Amy, doesn't Big really. 10, huh? She's not too interested in hunting, but she's like, oh, well, you're done, so I guess I can hunt. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you start there, Carter. I know. I might have might have just swindled myself out You're opening out a of, can of worms. But, uh, yeah. We're sitting there, and I catch some movement straight in front of us. And it's that one horn buck walking, like he disappeared in some thick stuff and popped out right in front of us. And I'm following him through the woods with my binoculars. And I'm following him right through this little grass patch on the other side of the draw. And he keeps going and my binoculars stay put. And I'm like, that's deer horns. And I was like, that's pretty nice deer horns. So I told Amy, I said, hey, get your binoculars up. There's, there's a buck standing over there. And we never could figure out what he was but every deer that we ended up seeing like there's a little grown-up pond in that draw Mm -hmm. and they went in there and you never saw him again Mm. so i don't know if he had a doe in there and we did that morning before shooting light we had a doe run in front of the camera which would have been in the direction of that pond so i don't know i don't know if she was in there laid up and they just had her pinned down in there or what but on our uh, drive out, we had to draw, drive by a weed patch, and I saw the white eight bedded in the weed patch Shit. with the doe. So we drove down to the end of the weed patch and got out of the pickup and had the tripod and everything all set up to where all I had to do was just plop it out and she could get on it and walked up to about 20 yards from where he was. And I start blowing my grunt call. I'm like, he'll stand up. Blowing my grunt call, switch it over to doe bleat and blowing that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was like, he's right there. I know he is. Took about, I was like, let's move a little bit closer. I took about three more steps and I'm like, there's his horns. And right then the doe pops up in between me and him. The doe pops up and takes off out of there. So I was like, well... And he followed her. And they didn't. They didn't. They just ran into the draw. They didn't blow out the other side because we could see it. So I know they're in the draw still. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, let's go back into the blind tonight, and it's maybe we'll out, see." Yeah. We got we got skunked that yeah. night, and walking out, we walked by the under other end of the weed patch, and we scared like five deer out of there. Mm. So Amy couldn't hunt Sunday morning, so I went and hunted just this way overlooked spot couple weed patches right next to our town mm. and i ended up freaking sending a snapchat of those geese i was telling travis about oh yeah <laughs> and i look over and the cows are standing out staring out in the field i look over there and there's a nice buck walking across this field and he goes into this weed patch and i run around to the other side of the weed patch set up my tripod and just waiting for him to come out never came out Never came out. Never came out. I could see the, all around it. The only thing I couldn't see is if the freaking thing walked straight to town. <laughs> so I, I get out of sight <laughs> over the hill and go all the way around him. And I hadn't spooked him. And as I'm getting up there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much deer sign up here. Just two little weed patches. Yeah. And buck tracks, rubs, a couple little scrapes. Mm-hmm. 
And I get up there, and I'm like, well, he's going to be bedded in this weed patch. So I just slowly walked the weed patch back. Had my fanatic on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come so, out you're all bird, so you're all burred up. <laughs> yeah, burred up and drenched in sweat. Oh, my God. And he never, came, he never came out of there. Scared two does out of there. But he never came out, so he had I, he had to kept going in town, I guess. I <laughs> had to drop by Casey's, yeah. get some pizza. <laughs> but got out of there, and I was like, you know what? I shot actually, I shot a coyote that morning, first thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I shot that coyote, and I was like, I told Amy, I was like, when I get done hunting, I'll be back early because I'm just sitting over this stuff. I'll get back and make us breakfast, and figure out what we're gonna do. And she texted me. She said, Hey, my brother's gonna watch Tanner, so I can go hunting. I was like. I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I came home, took all my camouflage off, said, I'm going to take a stand down. So I went and took a two-man ladder stand down. That was super easy to get. Made us breakfast, ran out, and threw it up over that weed patch where we saw that wide eight. And we got there at about 10 after 2, Sunday afternoon. And there's two strips of beans left in this field on the other side of the draw. And a farmer decided at 2.15, he's going to fire up the combine, drive right beside the weed patch, go over there, cut the two strips of beans that was left. Not even a hopper full. I've never seen farmers come back for what they did. Well, it was two two combine paths. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant two two rows. No, it's it's not not a big combine either. Yeah, yeah. Not enough to even fill up the hopper. Yeah. So, combine gets out behind the draw, and then here comes a grain truck. I'm like, he's not even going <laughs> to fill this combine up. <laughs> but I was like, I was kind of upset, but I was like, you know what? They got to get the crops out. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Deer, aren't, deer aren't afraid of that stuff. No. So, the gra- guy driving the grain truck stops the grain truck right at the edge of the weed patch directly across from us. And gets out of the truck and walks over to where the guy's combining. And at this point, I'm like, oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> and then I hear the combine make go down and then go back. And he doesn't turn around to come back. So I'm like, yeah, he's done. And all of a sudden, I see a doe come barreling around the corner. And I see that wide eight right behind him. And they're coming straight at us. And then I see the guy walking back to the grain truck. So he, the deer let him walk past them the first time. Mm-hmm. But when he came back, they weren't going to let him walk that close. That, yeah. So they come barreling around. And he comes in, standing there at 130 yards, looking back at the guy in the grain cart. The guy in the grain cart's to our right. The deer's to the left. We have a perfect, safe, clean, broadside shot at this buck. They don't have zero idea that we're there. They're all focused over there. And she started second-guessing herself whether or not she should. She, she, she's like, would, would you shoot this deer, Nick? Personally, no, I wasn't going to shoot it, but that would have been a hell, hell of a, of a oh, first a deer. deer. And it's a, oh. Well, he, oh, she's never he, killed a deer. He's been her second deer. Oh, second okay. buck. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been pushing 130 inches. Mm. Nice, nice wide eight pointer with a nice good kicker off of the G two, and we're sitting there watching them. They get in the grain cart and drive off, drive the combine off, and he's still kind of right there, and she's trying to get on him, and 
I'm like, you need to shoot him. And then I was going to zoom in or help her zoom in or scope in. So I reached over to do that. I took my binoculars off of him. We look back and he's gone. Hmm. And we're like, what the hell? So we're like, he either bedded down right there or they got in that ditch and went back yeah. in the draw. He probably finally had enough. You yeah. know, and, off. oh, that was at 2.30. We've mm-hmm. been in the stand 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. And an hour goes by, and Amy's like, what's that? And I pull my binoculars, and it's this three-beamed buck that I have on camera coming straight through the weed patch, straight straight to us, crosses a ditch right where that white eight was standing, looks around, walks around, and then takes off running into the woods in the direction I think that buck went. I'm like, well, I guess he's not there because I might have stood up or something if that other buck come in. Nothing, and then another hour probably goes by, and I catch some movement out of the corner of my to the left. There is a gravel road to my left. Mm-hmm. Nothing. My truck's parked over there. Right. And there's this little six-pointer comes trotting up right down there go right down the same ditch where both the deer were he kind of stops and kind of like wait a second i saw something and he's sitting there staring and then he just turns his head and walks off and i'm like amy i think that buck's still there yeah yeah and 15 minutes before dark that buck White eight just appears in the same exact spot. No, no shit, shit, man. Then he bedded down and just hung out there yep. for a his doe. Hours. His doe bedded down there, and he bedded down. And it was in a little ditch, and we weren't going to pick him out. And when he stood back up, he was just in that ditch. The only thing we could see was his head, rack, and the top of his back. Man, and, and we oh. lost life. I had an experience, um, you know, a couple days before I shot my buck. Um, I was hunting. I think I was texting you guys. I was messaging y'all. I had like a 120-inch eight-pointer come in. He was probably a three-year-old. And um, I hit him with a grunt call. And, man, he stopped. Stopped dead in his tracks. I ain't shooting you boys. That deer stood there. I, I timed it. So he was in one position for like, I think it was 18 minutes straight. He just stood there. Froze. I mean, he didn't, he didn't move. He just kept looking my way. And um, he took a couple steps and got, like, kind of turned around. He, was like, didn't see another deer. So he was, like, done. He stopped again, and he stood for, like, another 10 minutes. Man, I kept timing on my watch. I'm like, that deer stood there for almost 30 minutes like a like a statue, you know? I'm like, and he's the three-and-a-half-year-old, you know? <laughs> you know, because you always hear about guys, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know these four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-year-olds getting close, and they just, boom, they just lock up. Like, they just... Mm-hmm. Something ain't catching them right, you know. <laughs> so that's wild. I was trying to get into my spot on the 18, uh-huh. and I usually take the gravel road to access one of my spots. Well, I spooked a bunch of deer the moment I stepped into the ditch. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to the other end of the property. Well, when I get to my driveway, I can see a big logging trail. Those bucks are looking back at the gravel road, <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching them. And one of the bucks is completely, they're both frozen. Yeah. They just stood there frozen, looking at the gravel road, waiting for me to keep coming in you before sent, they spooked. You sent that Snapchat. I was like, my gosh. Because you sent two. Like one was one minute. It was like five minutes later. I feel like you sent another one. Like they're still like right there. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> they're I mean, <laughs> they were. They wouldn't budge and they weren't shooters. So I, mm-hmm. I was struggling to even get into my spot. Yeah. I just called it a night. Yeah. 
and uh, eventually they worked off. But right. yeah, that's just one of those examples right there that it those is. deer will freeze waiting for you to make your next move exactly exactly they got a lot more patience than we do i can tell you that yeah. they'll just they'll stand like a brick so <laughs> sometimes when you think one's gone he's not really that's for sure well he, he had that dope pinned down in that weed patch, oh yeah so no. he, wasn't, he wasn't leaving her that was something else i wondered is if because that happens to be some tsi work that we did mm-hmm. in the spring and i'm wondering if there wasn't a hot dough right in there yeah. and they weren't just waiting on me but they were not wanting to leave her mm-hmm. yeah uh, could have went either way, but Nick, real quick, you got some unfortunate news. I don't know if we shared at the beginning of the episode, we, but... We didn't. Uh, the Velvet Nine is uh, no more. Is that what you were talking about? Yep. yep the that's... Velvet Nine is no more. Uh, mm. He moved about, oh, maybe three quarters of a mile. And he's uh, a where, tank, right? Where he goes, and he's even bigger than I thought. I, <laughs> I know the people. I'm, it's actually my... Uh, fiance's stepbrother's dad that shot him out of the redneck that i set up for him oh yeah that's uh-huh. nice. that makes uh, it even better <laughs> but yeah he's a he's a tank uh he's a lot bigger than i thought uh they roughed him out at one like 173 or something like that as so, a mainframe nine pointer as a no he's a 10 oh he is yeah a 10. They, they called him they had a bunch of history of him too they called him tall boy uh-huh uh, but they never, they never got his picture. Th- three years of having that farm, and they never got his picture until about October eighteenth. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so I that found, was his I, place to rut. Yeah, and you were his place early season. Yeah, and I found him this year yeah. in that one draw, and could have had it done, didn't. Uh, I'm glad they got him. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. So I get to see the deer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, better somebody kill yeah. a buck you're chasing yeah. that you know. Than... Well, yeah, better somebody you know. You know, that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, and like the moment he shot, I got a message. He shot him at eleven thirty. He was going to sit all day. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And that's awesome. He he had been seeing him for several, several like throughout that morning. <laughs> Just couldn't get a shot at him. He was with a doe in those in those woods. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotcha. Yeah. That's unfortunate, Nick, and. uh you know, I know you got some other bucks that are on your radar to chase. So hopefully, hopefully you can get it done. You know, I yeah. I'm in the same boat as you are, yeah. Nick. But what's you guys' plans going forward? I mean, I'm I'm full, probably full all in for the big eight now. Yeah, there I will say. So I checked that card before I showed up to the podcast, and there was a really massive ten pointer on there too, chasing a doe. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so he can year, get it you too. Can get some, uh, you know, you can get some show up bucks. Actually, when I shot uh, this buck the other day in gun season, um, I was driving around uh, trying to find a party on a Monday, and there was nobody out, but everybody's working. So, <laughs> but there was um, there was a really nice buck crossing a humongous open field. You know, you just don't see this time of year is when you see that. You know, you just know there. And he was headed to like a um, three acre woodlot that sits off of Highway Seventy. It's just crazy. You know, it's like. And I heard somebody tell me one time, they was like, I see a real nice buck going into that woodlot. I'm like, no. And I was like, there ain't, there ain't enough cover there for a real good buck. But this buck was headed right into that. I'm like, holy cow. I stop <laughs> on the road trying to back up to see him. And he was a nice buck. So, and I seen the same thing this yeah, morning. What, what about you, Nick? My uh, mysterious buck that I got those two pieces of property here late to chase 
haven't heard of him being killed and from from what I hear everybody would probably know if this deer got killed so I haven't heard that so I'm probably gonna be focusing on those new spots that I got uh, it'll just be the first hour of light in the morning before work just sitting on the ground where I can see a lot and then that last hour and 15 minutes in the evening doing the same thing and then this weekend we're gonna get Amy back out to either that weed patch or if I lay eyes on something on one of these other two places this week we'll try to get her on a buck this weekend and get it done so nice that's the biggest thing is this time of the year I mean for myself included We've been hunting two and a half, three months now. You know, it, it's getting tough, you mm. know, especially if you haven't gotten it done. And for me and Nick, we haven't even filled our first tag here in Missouri. So you got to continue that grind. You got to continue to be optimistic and you got to continue looking for the buck that you have your goal set out for. And, you know, I'm happy for you, Carter, and I'm happy for you, Casey, to. To have uh, sealed the deal and, and tagged out, you know, but there's still work to be done for the 573 crew. And oh, yeah. we're going to try to make it happen. Real quick, before we jump off here, um, just going to kind of hit you with one. If you guys were hunting right now, how would you strategize as far as this kind of time period? I think it's a, a mix. You've got bucks that are locked down and you got bucks that are cruising for that next doe um are you kind of sticking to the same rut patterns as far as we're going to be looking for doe bedding areas uh kind of going downwind of those areas and and hoping that a buck cruises by or are we looking for oddball scenarios kind of like what nick had in those thick weeds where yeah. we could potentially see a buck lock down what are you guys thinking you go first car um i personally man gun season is a weird I feel like I know what all the deer are doing, and then <laughs> everybody and their brother throws on an orange vest and goes out and, and fucks the deer movement up, uh, but it is also the rut, but I always kind of, like second weekend at, at my parents' house, we've had pretty good luck, um, just the way, I always refer back to gun season at my parents' house, because that's the only place I've ever gun hunted hard and long enough to kind of know what the deer are doing, but we've got bedding right there i've also got a nice clover plot and there's oaks um so i would i personally am going to stick to just hunting still acting like the ruts in full effect uh try to find that last buck that's desperately seeking um this year's a little different i'm tagged out amy uh, has now shown some interest in, in wanting to hunt and we got her out shooting and i know that that uh big 10 is as far as I know, is still alive, and he loves my clover plot. So I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm not gonna hunt my parents anymore. I'm gonna focus all my effort on hunting that up until uh, gun season ends, and then I can get the muzzleloader set up for her. Uh, and we're gonna keep keep pushing towards strictly food source. I don't have any bedding here, um, so as long as he. I think at some point he's going to switch back to kind of what he did. He lived here all summer. He ate clover all summer. So I think at some point he's going to, you know, have his fill with the girls and go back to just living and, and wanting to eat. So that's kind of what I'm focusing towards. 
if I didn't have my buck tag filled yet, though, I would just keep hunting bedding areas. Just try to keep finding that one buck that's looking for a girlfriend still and go from there. But Okay. All right, what about you, Casey? Um, you know, I would, this year, if I still had a tag, I'd be going off of my MRI. And that's, um, man, these couple of scrapes that I've got in the cover, for whatever reason, the bucks are just, they're still checking them. Maybe not not exactly walking up to them and scraping them real hard or working the licking branch or anything, but they're coming right beside these scrapes in the thick cover. So uh, that's where I would be. You know, I've got a couple cameras, and uh, I would pile into those areas, especially because I think, you know, the bucks are going to be kind of doing what they were doing, you know, 5th through the 10th or what they're supposed to do 5th through the 10th. I think they're going to be doing that for the next 5 or 7 days or whatever. So... um, so maybe utilize some if you have any trail cam intel about what they were doing then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go back and try and yes emulate that okay i would be on the same ridges that i was on through that time period i'd be on them this week that's All where right. i'd be and nick uh yeah. do you have any plans to try to capitalize yeah um i just i'm kind of different than you boys on how I kind of go about it here in rifle season. I kind of just, I look for those overlooked spots that don't get pressure. And it may, there may not be a tree for a while, but if there's a little waterway with some some grown up weeds or a little bit thicker of a fence row or, or something, and I can see a lot. I mean, I'm the rest of season and I'm, I'm really only hunting an hour in the morning, hour at night. So the more I can see, the better I'm, I'm doing. So that's, I just try to find overlooked little, little pockets or, uh, ditches and stuff like that, where bucks will have a doe pushed up in. Cause that's kind of what I'm looking for is that, that buck that's got the doe away from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. We just had yeah. that. Me I, and Casey had that conversation this morning Yeah. about little overlooked there. And ex- and I think I never looked at spots like that because I didn't hunt. I hunted like big blocks of timber yeah. and then like going up north, that big giant buck, we know where he lives and it isn't a little tiny overlook. There's very few tree, tree you referred to it as a weed patch, you know, mm-hmm. where you've seen the wide eight and that's, that's where that giant lives up north is he's yeah. just yeah. a and shitty yeah. little drainage. And I related to it on the last podcast. You know, I told you guys, like, I like them wood draws. You know, I've had a lot of luck on these little wood draws that run off of blocks of timber or in between fields and everything. And this time of year, they absolutely shine. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, you well, know, they, that's, yeah. that's what I've got going on back <laughs> yeah, here. And exactly. the, that 10 point's been in there all summer. And, exactly. and I've, I've had some uh, pretty good luck late bow season in the past hunting some food sources yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then muzzleloader season uh i kind of get some more hunting access the later season gets yeah. some some of my neighbors kind of open like up. hey we're done hunting for the year yeah Have you it. can go in there if like for you to at least shoot a doe or something yeah, yeah. uh you can hunt a buck but i'd like for you to at least harvest a doe before yeah, season gets yeah. over so that's that's a cool that's a I, cool I try and i there's not a lot of, i say there's not a lot of people out there muzzleloader hunting but man the last 
probably three it years. It seems like it's gotten more popular. Well, food plots are more popular, all that stuff, so everybody wants yeah. to cash in on all their hard yeah. work, you know, if you put in turnips and all that yeah. kind of but stuff. But I you know? hear a lot more shots here in the last three years in muzzleloader season on those na- nasty cold yeah. days. Uh, either want the first one or the first sunshiny day after a handful of nasty ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, man, it's people. You yeah. wouldn't think people would be out there, but they are. Yeah. It's a good time I, to be yeah. out there. We have the best. Me personally, here I planted turnips and they turned out really well. But then up north, we planted awesome turnips. Well, now Luther, me, and Brady have all killed deer. And I'm like, hey, Dakota, like <laughs> we are going to have a day where we just take you to a box up north <laughs> and set a, a turnip patch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he needs to. I think we need to capitalize up there. We never do, and I think that that could definitely happen. Carter, are you done with deer for the year then? You do, are you? Am I done? Are you hanging up the bow and everything? No, no, no. <laughs> no. no? Beef's like eight dollars a pound. <laughs> I'm gonna keep whacking those and and. Uh, well, buddy, I'm. I'm we eat a lot hard, of hamburger I'm or deer hard burger. About Illinois, we could make a weekend trip. Maybe we do a three yeah. buck year. Yeah, edit this out because Amy will kill me. If she <laughs> yeah. Kelsey playing. too. This spot, this is not gonna be on the pocket now. Uh, yeah, no, that would be awesome. That would be cool, but. No, I plan on uh, still. I've got. I think I got two already bought doe tags from a bow, so I'm gonna yep. keep. Yep. I did not want to shoot a doe here until I killed that first buck. I was just being stubborn. I'm like, the first deer I kill out here is gonna be a buck, and there's a couple just big, big old nasty fat does. mamas. Well, hey, I, maybe you bring <laughs> me out, shot. guide me, and I'm cashing <laughs> on some of that prize money for the big doe contest. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> there one that go. looks like a cow, man. She's got a brisket that just like hangs oh, down like nice a Nice seven and a half, eight-year-old doe. Yeah. The other, she was at like 10 yards, and Amy's like looking at I'm like, don't fucking move. That deer is here every night. Like, she needs to stay here. I'm going to get an arrow in her one night. But Okay, okay. So, switch subject real quick. Just a brief answer, okay, and then we're going to bounce off here because we've been out almost talking for about two hours now. Awesome. No People one's are going to love it. No, no. We all have already shut this off. We didn't make it to this point. <laughs> but if you? you haven't, we're going to give you a gold nugget <laughs> here. appreciate you. This time of the year, we'll go round table. Calling. Uh, what are you doing to call? How are you calling? Are you calling at all? Um, this time of year, I don't really know. Late season, I'm going with doe bleats because that's the only thing that's ever worked for me. I'm going with grunt calls because that's the only thing that's ever worked for me. Grunt sequence, maybe a little roar, like you got a like you got a doe locked down. You rat, you're done rattling. Done rattling. Done rattling. Last chance, bucks not coming into range. I'm gonna throw a grunt sequence at him. Try it. That's it. All right. How about well, you, Steve? Um. Probably going to stick with the old grunt twice, snort, wheeze once. Good call. It's been working for me. Like it. <laughs> hey, something works, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking of fucking calling, you guys got the, the the bleak cans you put your finger on the bottom of, turn it over? I did. I lost one years ago. Yeah, I lost mine Primos. for this year. Just watched a video today, and the guy's like, everybody's got the Primos bleak can. You hold your finger on the bottom, you flip the can over. That's how it works. He was like... However, it says you were this year old when you learned this. Yeah. You blow in the end that has a single hole, and it it sounds the same. He's he's like blowing through it. Whoa. Yeah. 
My no fucking idea. Was, I was yeah. this many years old when I yeah. figured that out. Well, yeah. Can I, can I edit back to my call? They make that, used to make that acorn cruncher. Little spring. Yeah. It sounds like plastic. Have acorns. you ever used like that? Like deer eating acorns. That's what I'm going to throw at them. Just <laughs> yeah. throw the acorns. Because you don't trust calling it. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a late, it was late season last year, the year before. There was does way out in the cornfield. Hit the can a couple times. And man, they all just kind of like, hey. What's going on over here? Walked right into me, whacked one, and good to go. So, All right. Well, you've heard all the stories. You've heard the uh, barstool buck strategies. So me and Nick are going to try to uh, pick up the slack here now that Casey and Carter are done. And, folks, when we do, we'll see you on the next one.